Hello, educators and friends of educators. Welcome to the After School Talk podcast, where we discuss hot button issues in education and search for possible solutions. A podcast for educators by educators. This podcast is sponsored by The Right Effect. That's R-I-T-E Effect. The Right Effect provides an educational approach with a twist. At The Right Effect, educators learn how to use interventions implemented through school-based extracurricular activities to promote school belonging, academic motivation, and positive school culture. Check out The Right Effect at www.therighteffect.com. Again, that's www.therighteffect.com. And follow him on Instagram at The Right, right Effect. I'm your host, Dr. Dukes, and I'm joined by my co-host and fellow educator, Mr. Dukes. Not only are we married, but we also have a combined 15 years of experience in education. We want to say thank you for listening and please subscribe to our podcast, The After School Talk. Okay, so we're going to get started with episode two of The After School Talk podcast. Absolutely. So you ready, Melvin? Absolutely. No, you're not. All right, so for this episode, we have a special guest with us. Drum roll, please. We need sound effects. We definitely. Get me started. So we have Brian with us. Brian, if you want to just want to introduce yourself, just say a little bit about yourself. Okay. So I am not an educator, but I am fairly educated. (laughs) I hope so. I hope so. I owe people a lot of money, and they're probably going to garnish my wages in like the next two months if I don't start paying them back. Bye bye. (laughs) And we both all the same people, so I understand. Uh, but no, I um, I am a marketing manager. I've been a marketing manager for the last six, seven years, and working in marketing, um, try to keep very abreast of education and matters. Have a lot of education. You've been in marketing for seven years now. Yeah. Wow. And we just said we've been married for eight, so you've been in marketing almost long. We've been married. When did you guys get married? Twelve. Two thousand eleven. Eleven. Um, <laughs> the man knew that. Let's go, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Maybe I'm trying to forget. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, Brian, you're always the one who you keep up with all the topics as far as uh, the, the friend, the friendship of us from the HBCU. So, I feel like the different topics we're going to talk about today, you're going to have your opinions and be able to map it out for the people a little bit broader than just what the articles say? Of course. I have an opinion on everything. So, <laughs> if you want... <laughs> Whatever it is. We've been talking about a lot of stuff before we even got started today. We, look, we have been behind the scenes talking about everything from HBCUs to... I don't know. We just talked about so much in the last yeah. minute. Um, to choir practice. <laughs> <laughs> choir rehearsal, yeah. School yes, supplies. Oh, and you know, that's real. Yes, Brian played the piano at our wedding. I oh did yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, when we decided to do the John Legend song remix, re- yeah, remix the words. I remember that, but I don't remember I what didn't song. Know the song. Was. I was very nervous too. Like, <laughs> why were you nervous? I think it was a lot of people. It was a high profile wedding for the community, <laughs> you know. No, <laughs> oh, what? That was probably yeah. I can see. I, I'm not listening for our wedding. Most people would say you start off your day. Listening to love songs and looking at pictures and you know, man, please, I was listening to Lil John. How about I start with Pastor Troy? Listen, <laughs> Pastor Troy, let's all. go. Yes, we were crying the whole day, and I felt like everybody else around us was nervous, and we was just like, yeah. hey, "We all right? We in love? I ain't gonna divorce him. I hope Jesus." So, okay, with the after school podcast, of course, we talk about different hot topics in education, and we are going to get on this first topic that came out of Atlanta, Georgia. 
and um we were talking about this the other day because we have a first grader in school so having a, a six-year-old to keep up with what's going on with education not to mention before i even say that i put on twitter the other day brian did you see about the first graders who the the teachers sent a letter to them telling the parents mm-hmm. that you need to help your first grader control mm-hmm. their bladder Yep. Say what? You need to oh. teach them to, to control your bladder because they're using the bathroom too much. What in the world? How and, you, mm. and you have to do it by like making them hold it like in increments, just like you would build a muscle. Right. I don't know what gotcha. doctor they got this from. Right. Exactly. I feel exactly. like this is not their profession. Exactly. This is not your area of expertise, Miss Frizzle. <laughs> exactly. Well, like, right. That's not how this works. That's not how this works. So. We were just talking about that and just saying how there's definitely things that you need to be careful of in education that you're putting out there for different mm-hmm. parents. But this school in DeKalb County made posters at their school to discuss what was an appropriate hairstyle or inappropriate hairstyle for students. So on the poster, they are only black students on the poster, no whites. And so we later found out the school is predominantly black school um, in DeKalb County. And in particular, the hairstyles that the boys can can wear which is all short haircuts okay so short fade temp fade that's what i call them yeah temp fade, temp fade, no nice, fade all no that. Cut, okay yeah. but the hairstyles they could not wear were like the hairstyles they had like a mohawk cut to them or they had a color to them or any cuts or slants in it like if you did a design in the hair that was not appropriate and then for the female students you could not have um you, in the poster you see you can't really see at the very bottom like what's the they only show two pictures of the girls. And then the two pictures of the girls, the girls have braids. One has braids and they have, um, sometimes I see the girls use the yarn or the like metallic glitter thing and they twist it through their hair. So you can't have, I don't know if you can't have cornrows and that, but you can't have that. And then the other one, the little girl has like different little ponytails and she has barrettes on them and you cannot have that hairstyle either. So of course, uh, people in DeKalb County were outraged and upset with this school that is a charter school um, that they would say that the students cannot have mohawks or designs etched in their hair and that the little girls cannot wear um, too many barrettes or colors. And that vexed my soul. <laughs> it really did. I mean, <laughs> for a few different reasons. but Okay, why, why, why for you did it, did it vex you? Because oh, I'm looking at the images like, really? I just don't think, I think as a, you got to start teaching kids, right? That mm-hmm. they can change the, they can change the world, right? Right. Um, the world, we're the only culture, right? Like that we feel like, okay, we got to change. We have to conform. We have to take our style, make it different or whatever. But as we see other, you know, nationalities and even, even now that we've, kind of come to recognize different genders and different sexes and that gender and sex aren't the same thing. We see those people, they're expressing their selves and then, you know, their kids wear things that express their gender. But for us or for African-Americans, it always feels like we need to conform. And we are teaching our kids that. And what does that tell them 20 years down the future when they're the decision maker? Right. And my question would be, I am, I understand dress code, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, when we were in school, you could not have a color other than a natural birth color. 
So if I wanted to dye my hair a blonde, I can be blonde because somebody else can be blonde. I can be born blonde, but I couldn't have purple hair. And they considered that a distraction when we was in school. And I mean, truth be told, it was a little distracting, but it was only distracting for the first day. After day two, you used to the girl yeah. purple hair. It's not yeah, even that big a deal. Cool. It's like Absolutely. you make it a big deal. But I think the challenge that people had with this particular story was that it wasn't that what was the what was the <laughs> how you determine who who determined appropriate and inappropriate. Man, and what was the, exactly. my question is what was the purpose? Like, what what was the purpose of saying? Like you said, this is elementary school. Um, what was the purpose yeah, good, of saying elementary school? Elementary school kids cannot have certain hairstyles. Like, is this a private school? Is this a school geared towards? I, I don't know certain professions. I, uh, I mean, I but what, what military? Right, military. Right, right. So military. That's the only thing I can think of. Yeah. Military. So, what, what's the purpose of of, of setting <laughs> limitations on uh, on an elementary school kid's hairstyle that it just didn't make sense so, whatsoever what i'll say is what i saw and this is from and i'm paraphrasing this is from one of the school board whatever they are because i don't think it's i think it's like a is it like a charter school maybe it's like a charter school yeah, or a school possibly. that you have to apply to be in and you have to pay or whatever mm-hmm. okay but it was he's teaching the children professionalism that's what the thing is so his kids have during you know during the summertime they have those same types of hairstyles, but during school time, that's when they need to turn into professionals. Now, and even even with that, I will say you got to be careful with. I mean, it's 2019, and the quote unquote look of a professional is much different now than it was, you know, say 10, 20 years ago. Like in a professional what? There you go. Like I'm a it's professional it's, athlete, right? It absolutely oh. does not matter. <laughs> that looks it a little does not matter. So when you talk about you know being professional, like like you said, professional what? At, at what point you know do do I I have to change up just so much to like you said, Brian, just fit in and and conform to I guess the ways of the other world. Well, and it's a misconception, right? Mm-hmm. And it's been passed down because I work in a place where I feel like. And even my job before, where I feel like it's, I guess you would say, much more liberal right. when it comes to what you can wear, what you can do. Right. Um, but we're telling our kids they can't be successful, but you haven't checked the track records of people. There are people out there like Everett Taylor, who's Ford's top 40 under 40 or whatever, right. who has a swoosh in the middle of his head and Absolutely. had it all during his career. Right. It was his. It was his ability, right? It's these people's ability mm-hmm. that will outshine what you look like. Mm-hmm. So is this, is this really going towards the whole we have to be better mentality? Like, you, we, we can't do that. Well, so I'll tell you something else. I <laughs> and somebody who is prejudiced, they can see me with a low cut and a Caesar or with dreads or with purple hair. They still think we're all the same. Yeah. There's no Absolutely. delineation. If Absolutely. I'm not going to hire you, I'm not going to hire anybody right. that's black, right? Right, right. Um, now, there are some nuances where we say, okay, this is a good one and that's a bad one, but right. I don't think it's based on hair right. or those types of things. I think it's based on some other things, but it's just a misconception. And, you know, for someone that is in the corporate world, because that was a word that was thrown a lot around in the corporate right. uh, in the conversation. That's exactly what we're fighting against. Again, there you go. Yeah, yeah, we try to get away from that. Yeah. We're we're behind right. in that right. way, but anyway, yeah. Because I think too, 
you know, okay, I remember when people were discussing this, they made the comment of, I guess because the school is not their zone school and the student, student has to go here, that the, the parent could choose to send the kid to mm-hmm. a different school, right? Yeah. But the thing is, is okay, that has such a bad taste in my mouth to think that I have to send my kids to a different school because she wants to have barrettes. Like, we're, it's one thing, like, I, I, to think about extreme hair, we didn't even, y'all not even saying extreme. You're saying, I'm literally looking at a hairstyle that was very similar to my daughter's hairstyle the first day of school. Right, right, right. So that's what made me go, like, whoa, wait a minute. You, okay. And, and I understand professionalism. If anybody, because I, and, and I, I can't, I can't say that I didn't try to instill that in my students, right? So I have students where they would look and say, my dukes and Mr. Dukes, and they could tell us, we had them in pearls and bow ties. Right. And I'm saying, students will tell you, though, when they weren't in their pearls and bow ties, yes, it was a battle. Their pants may be sagging or mm-hmm. a little short skirt or whatever it is, but that, that didn't that didn't mean they were less than. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, well, and that's kind of what we're teaching. Yeah, that's like what you, you're not, teaching. yes, yes. And then, okay, then we have this idea of separation, too, because every kid is not friends with kids that all go to that school. So if I have a cousin that's close to the age of me or a friend in the neighborhood close to the age of me who has their hair like this, are they now less than and I'm better because I wear my hair like this when I go to school? Oh, oh yeah. But can I, can I say something on your go first ahead. point? Go first, ahead, go ahead. Because your first point was very, they, the people who are saying like, oh, well, uh, they can send the child to another school. No, you're missing the point. Right. Absolutely. You're very small-minded. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's, oh, yeah, Absolutely. And I'm judging here, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because the point is not that, you know, they're teaching kids at this school and you have options for schools. They shouldn't be teaching this at any school. Right. They shouldn't be doing this at any school. You should not be, I mean, even with natural hair, right? So we have, you know, people who are fighting that struggle mm-hmm. about the hair that comes out of their own right. body, right? Mm-hmm. And so you're just setting back everyone when you make those types of statements that are basically small they're just idiotic like they're just very small you know small scale because yes you have the option to send your child anywhere you want to right you can send right. them to North Korea to school if you want right. to you have right. that right. option right. but That's not a as a you race yeah, yeah. you shouldn't be yes. you should be worried about the progression and that's for each person in our race what you don't, what you don't want to do is make a child feel less than, and I get, I get it, I get it, I get it. Of you want better, and I'm saying this as a person who has locks that I know it was like a, oh, you gonna do your hair like that because you're worried about how other people are gonna perceive me, mm-hmm. and then three degrees later, did it, did it, did it mess me up? Did I, did I somehow become mm-hmm. less than? I mean, I don't, I don't see a problem. Nope. You, you know what I'm saying? So it's, it's when you create those ideas, and just like this, I remember when I graduated from grad school the first time, and it was time for, I was about to start going on job interviews, uh, we were headed to the beach, and so I decided I wanted these blonde box braids, and I remember my mom saying, go, go get them, because it's that time, you're not about to go on the job interview yet, go ahead, get your braids, enjoy your summer, you know how it is, mm-hmm. with, especially women, we'll dye our hair and different things, and then all right, so I work in a more professional setting. Let me take these, you know, blonde box braids out and put, you know, a cute twist out or whatever else I want to do. But I feel like in high school to or in, in any school, to say that this is the kid's um, profession 
okay, so where they compensation at then? They got a salary to go to school? Because if there's no salary tied to going to school, I feel like this should be the time I'm expressive anyway. Mm-hmm. Right. Let me express myself. Let me try new hairstyles and new things within reason that you're not, you know, don't shave all your hair off, Shayla. Please, Lord, my <laughs> don't shave right your hair, right? Let me, yeah. Let me not put that but, in my child's head. But it shouldn't be where... And I'm talking about this... It, it, if I could, I'm gonna post this on IG or somewhere so people can see. It's not that it's not extreme. Like I didn't it's see. It's not extreme at all. It's not extreme at all. It's just it's like okay, your average haircut that but Cam Newton ain't got. And I don't know how long Cam Newton ain't got. And especially cut. for for this age group, that's my problem. Like we're not we're not talking about you know high school kids that's going out doing job interviews and stuff like that or. Even interviews because of anything like that. We talking about first, second, third, fourth, fifth grade kids. Like who's really judging these kids to the point where we need your oh, we need your oh. uh, six year old to have a have a nice low cut oh, yeah. with a part down the middle, and that's like so nobody the, looking at them is like that. The kid that. being judged or the parent feeling judged? Mm. Are you do you feel hit by what your child looks like? Well, I. I, 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 go ahead, bro. <laughs> I think I think it's a ju- I think it's classes. I think it's mm-hmm. a judgment on a class of people, mm-hmm. and I think we have. You know, I was having a discussion with one of my uh, friends the other day about like, okay, um, ratchet and ghetto, right? right? So we people say ratchet and ghetto a lot, mm-hmm. but what made you ratchet? Well, other than the but looking ratchet, mm. right. what makes that so bad? Mm-hmm. Who says that that's bad? Is it because they come from a poor area and they're a segmentation of the black right. experience? They just came from a different area and right. they dress different and mm-hmm. they look different. Mm-hmm. But now we said that's less than it automatically less means what something negative. in this room. Right. It automatically means something negative. So right. that's the same thing they're teaching these kids, though, right? right? They're perpetuating a stereotype mm-hmm. that this is bad, right? right? So they're judging their parents, but some of these kids as a, and that's one thing you're saying in elementary school, mm-hmm. this is such a formative age, right? Because right. that will stick. It'll stick with them it'll forever. It'll stick with them. Yep. What Absolutely. people are supposed to look like, mm-hmm. what people, and it'll show me how I, how I value people, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So if you have all those bowls in your head, I don't value you. Mm-hmm. Or if you have stuff cutting your hair, I don't value you right. as a person. So, so you're you doing mm-hmm. becoming a part of the problem. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yep. So you're creating a little And whenever we talk about stuff on after school talk podcast, we always want to think of okay, so what would have been a a better solution, um, or a better way to handle this? In my mind, just thinking about young kids and that like you said, that's the age where they soak up everything. You know, I'm always gonna go for extracurricular activities to teach teach something. Mm-hmm. Yes, we're teaching and cultivating the whole student, right? I I enjoyed the fact that in my club or organization in the mentoring program is a time we can discuss professionalism and we can talk about different things and not in a way to make a person feel less than but to have you be prepared. So we have former students that are now going on job interviews and doing, and I'm talking about killing it. We had a student recently, I, Brian, and he was a, he was a struggle. That <laughs> looking up like, whoo! I just 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 want you to graduate. But to hear him take what his answers were in an interview, that's what you're looking for. That you are now you're well rounded, you're well spoken, but you can also have fun. And if he wants to. I guess wear locks in his hair or whatever he can do that. But he also knows how to pin them back and make them neat for a job interview and 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 present himself. It's still himself. You know right. what I'm saying? It's yeah, still absolutely. himself. 
So I think when we think about those type of things, we have to think about ways that the school systems can teach professionalism, um, but also let the student know that the way they are and the way that God made them, we value you as that person. And that we are just here to make sure that you are a better citizen in all that you have about yourself. Absolutely. Right. And so as we look into helping students, getting them ready, uh, we have students in the CSRA who may need some academic help. Um, My friends on Twitter know that this first grade homework is not (laughs) working for me. I am, I don't know, Brian. I'm thinking I'm, I don't know. I'm wondering if I pass first grade, I may need to go back. Um, But if you have a student who in the CSRA needs help in any academic area, contact Bryant Grant Tutoring. With Bryant Grant Tutoring, you'll receive tutoring from a certified teacher with years of experience for a reasonable cost. Look them up on Facebook or Instagram at Bryant's B-R-Y-A-N-T Tutoring Company. And one thing we've been talking about, too, with the school system is it's kind of challenging dealing with discipline issues nowadays, right? But I think this particular situation may have gone too far. I can't even say may have gone too far. It went too far. It, it went entirely too far. So there was a teacher, and I'm going to tell you the title of the article, so we're going to take this up. The title of the article is White Teacher Calls the Police on Black Fifth Grade Student Because She Felt Threatened. Okay? Now, um, apparently what happened was the teacher um, asked the student to either put something up or go back and, you know, she corrected the student, corrected whatever he was doing. The student, um, in one article, they said that he said, I'm going to beat the S out of you. And what the teacher then did was go to her cell phone and call the police um, to say that she felt threatened. And the police showed up at the school. And she did not want to press charges against the student because she felt like the administration would be um, upset with her or they would do something to her. And so that's all we know. And we know that in the town, in the city, the people were outraged. They were very upset. And this was in Seattle, which ironically, um, Seattle has a teacher's union who are fighting for raises for teachers. So they already are in a hostile kind of working space anyway. But yeah, according to this, the boy is maybe 10 or 11 years old and she is 27 years old. Hmm. So let's start here, ma'am. Ma'am, you 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 gonna get rolled up because I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm not in education, but I am very sure that it is not policy for you to go get your cell phone right and call the police call the because you feel like you're in immediate danger, but you didn't go get another teacher, right. another administrator, mm-hmm. anything like that. You went right to right. get. The police. The police. And that's what my thought was. Like, am I the only person that's like, okay, <laughs> I, I work in education. Right. <laughs> you know, there tends to be levels to this. Like, <laughs> go get a teacher next door. Maybe she talked to. Go get the assistant. For, like, they're a counselor. Mm. I was, hey, what? Is, am I wrong? Hey, you were in the classroom. Absolutely. What did, what did and, and we've been, I've been in situations <laughs> where it's like, no, this kid really could kill me right now. <laughs> But my, Y'all my are equal size. Right, we are equal size. And sometimes I've been the smaller individual. Like, I'm 34 years old, but it's been time where I've had a student that was much bigger than me. But 
my initial thought was never to call the cops like that that did not cross my mind at all because it's just so many different um uh, different things that you could have done before calling the cops like you say you got your teacher next door you got your panic button you got your uh your resource officer at the school it's just so many different things you could have done before taking out your phone and calling the cops it just doesn't make sense and at then, all and then yeah okay so there's so many like layers to oh it's this. so many layers because I thought to myself, I said, okay, so I've been in an environment at a school where, like he said, this kid is the same size, and <laughs> they are serious. This this could turn into a real altercation, right? But then I said, but he's a fifth grader. Mm-hmm. He's a fifth grader. Maybe she is petite or something. But you could have, like, it's not like you, you get what I'm saying? It's like, you could have walked, just, just leave the room. I don't know. Why, why would your first instinct be to call a cop? But then I thought, Okay, but why is it that she's in fear of the administrator and the students? She's just constantly in fear. Yeah, like but, why? What? What? What type of environment are we in that you you skip over? Because here's here's just some questions, just playing devil's advocate to think about. Has this happened before? And something violent actually happened, right? Mm-hmm. Um. Have you told the administrators before about this, and, and nobody said happen. nothing mm-hmm. happened? Because right. we, I think we that's probably the. Yeah, and it's like I know the headline: white teacher, black student. It was like boom, but I was like, ooh, but why in the world? Because I can, oh, I can see where there can be fear. Absolutely, people don't want to acknowledge that in a school system, but I can see where there can be fear in, in certain schools. Not necessarily can I see that in elementary, but then at the same time, you can have a smaller teacher and a bigger student. Right, and and the, my thing is, you just never know. You know the the environment for that particular school. Like we, it's a couple of schools in our area where it's like, yeah, that's a rough element, elementary school. Like, period. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you brought up the whole, you know, has some has this happened before, and she may have reported to the principal and nothing happened, that could very well be the case. Mm-hmm. And which we, which we still say, her first instinct should have been to call the police. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh Sorry. yeah, absolutely. You absolutely. should not have called the police. Absolutely. Absolutely. I absolutely. definitely agree. Right? Absolutely. But not. And so that 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 was the only thing I was just thinking of, like from that perspective, is all of this going on right. that has now led into okay, you think you got to call the police, which you don't. <laughs> At the end of the day, you do yeah, not. It did not. Do Thank you. We have kids, we have schools with mass shootings, and you call the police because the little boy, little boy, because he's still a little boy. Mm. And okay. Wait a minute, go ahead. I'm gonna let you go, Brian. We're gonna, no, we're gonna no. go into another level of this. I'm gonna let you go ahead, though. Go, go, go. Okay, no, we, no. You, okay. Here's the other thing that my educator friends were talking about is culture. Where I want you to think about the teacher you have that kind of reminds you of your mama. And as soon as you think you're gonna huff and puff, and she immediately hits you with that sit down or a hush or what you said or give you the look that is put you in check. Yeah, right you, you yeah. realize, oh, mm-hmm. I kind of have. Yeah, I, I, I overstepped my boundary. I'm so sorry. Yes, right. Whereas other people, that culture, you don't understand that. So I remember working at a school one time. You know how the kids nowadays say that's dead. Like that's mm-hmm. that's dead. Like I'm, we're not talking about that anymore. I don't care about that. That's what that's dead means. Mm-hmm. This woman was white. She never had nobody say that's dead. So she has called downtown to file a report with the Board of Education that this dude has threatened her life. Because you you don't know the culture. So right. in your mind, this is immediate emergency. And it's, no, it's not. Like, he was he was telling you that's dead. Like, I don't want to talk to you no more. So that, I thought about the cultural differences of, I don't, you know, I think that a different, oh, goodness. Oh, it's all kind of ways I could be thinking about it. It, 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 it. 
it goes around a few different, but I think the, it goes around a lot of different ways, but I think the main thing is my initial thought, this teacher should have never been in this school. This was not where she belonged, I don't think. And, you know, a lot of times it's probably, like, if this principal's principal is from this area, and I know the area or knows those types of students or has worked with those types of students, it could very possibly be that she has come with mm-hmm. to him or her with those types of issues. And they're like, what you coming to me with? You know? yeah, right. Like, what, what, what you want me to do? That's your, you know, like... This is where we're well, that's at. That's how Tony talk. Tony been talking like right. that. Exactly. Yeah. You know, this yeah. is where we are. Right. Well, and it's more of a thing of when you're in that environment, things that bother yes. you, one person, don't necessarily bother, bother right. the next person, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So one of the things, you know, and I can just relate it back to my world, is that when I was at one of my retail companies, we always talked about like mirroring the community, right? We hire everybody, right? right? We would hire anybody. But wherever we place you, we want to make sure that you mirror that community because that's like you just said. It's very important because you have to understand the dialect, what people are saying, what they're talking about, and how to handle those situations, right? Right. Um, Because that principal could have come in that room, talked to little Tony, we called him Tony, and Tony would have been sat down. And the the conversation would have been dead. It would have been dead. Exactly. But you said, okay, this is devil's advocate too, right? And it's not in a bad way, but I don't know that this woman was not afraid of that. Mm-hmm. She, genuinely could, she genuinely could have felt like, this is it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> He's yeah. about to attack me. But it's an irrational fear, right? right. It is an irrational right, right. fear, right? Yes. Like, I'm, I'm afraid of dogs. I don't care if it's a little dog. I don't care if it's a big dog. <laughs> right. Do not tell me that your dog does not bite because that does not help no, me. Does not right. help me. It doesn't right. bite you. Right. I don't know what it'll do with me, you know? Right. But that was an irrational fear. But again, I think the problem could be solved. And that's why it's so important that parents are involved with their elections and with their school boards and with their superintendents because if you get the right people on the board, then they get the right superintendent that gets the right principals, that hires the right teachers, right? Absolutely. So, you gotta, and I hate that we always say we have to relate it back to the parent, but you have to, in that, you know, situation, because there's a lot of mismatch, you're not marrying the neighborhood, and that's where these issues are coming up at. Right, right. And I think about when you are not aware of the environment you're in, in from a cultural standpoint, that means, like I said, the dialect, the dress, the the history of the neighborhood, everything, you are literally like a deer in headlights. You're just out mm-hmm. there. And and then when things don't make sense to you, is it being broken down? Are you getting a background or understanding of it? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's just, or are you just out here trying and nobody's really helping you? Because yeah. you see that sometimes. You'll see where somebody has, has been left to dry and now we have a big situation left to dry. That ain't but when you see that that person now has made an irrational decision now it goes back to oh she something's wrong with her well what about our process because i'm gonna tell you something i thought when i was trying to think of like the solution side of this i thought about this i do not like when we are not in tune with reality and when we bring people on board to our companies or into our schools and do not tell them what the challenges are going to be mm-hmm. oh. and walk them through the challenge. 
So what you want to say is, you may have some discipline, Paul. I mean, we don't have too many here. No. Be transparent. Yeah, be like, very let, transparent. Let them know what it could be. Like you, can, a, you could have situation. a fight in your room. Right. What would you do? How right. would you handle it? Because I'm going to be honest with you. Even for me working in education, nobody ever prepares you right. for the day that a fight happens in front of you. Mm-hmm. And then you just standing there stuck don't know what to do do i jump in in the situation that's like what do i do now like i talked about it yesterday but now that's really happening what's my next step and you think about the fact that in education we we perpetuate this idea of masculinity where the 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 male teachers are there to help so if you if the fight happens you're just looking for the nearest male teacher and so the males are looking Ain't nobody prepares for this exactly. either. Like we That's all good until you get your arm broken. <laughs> right, Walk around right. the sling. That happened in high school, by the way, guys. That <laughs> one of my coaches got his arm broke in high school, jumping in between the fight. And, oh, but man. he was always super safe, somebody. So, <laughs> so here you go. And this is what happens. This and I happens. and you know what? It's interesting because I remember working in education. That's something the veteran teachers, retired teachers would say, now if a fight break out, don't you jump in and you mm-hmm. wait for one of the men to come. And I was like, what y'all talking about until you see one? Right. And, you, and you go, I oh, get yeah. it. I get it. I, I cannot. And and you hear people criticize because now everything's on video of, well, the teacher didn't stop it. You, no, ma'am. You don't want to do that. You don't want right. to do that. It's not safe. It is not safe for you to do and you are not trained. That's why they have pub, public safety officers in the building or even even if a man can break up if it's some elementary school kids or something like that, but I but like you said, it could be where that woman really was scared. But then add this element: if if there is, oh, if we are living in a world where police brutality is common mm-hmm. for African Americans, especially African American males, what does that mean when the cops get called on a kid at school? So if I walk down the street, the cops get calling me. If I'm standing out at such and such, but now I'm in the school building and the cops can get called on me. Where, thankfully, this situation didn't turn into the cops arresting the kid and taking them downtown. Right. Where a kid in the fifth grade now has a record versus we, we, we're, so, we're supposed to really be that safety net. And I would prefer you say you were going to beat me. Please say that in here and we can correct the behavior and talk about why that would be mm-hmm. wrong out there. And then I can't protect you. I used to always tell my students that. Do whatever you want to in here because I can protect you in here. Once you get out of there, I can't protect you. So now you have a little boy. Uh, and hence why I know that's why the black community is upset. Mm-hmm. You called the cops and the cops come take us, kill us is the concept. You can't have like that. It's just bottom line. Like I said, I thought about all the things with that woman. And I understand where there could be some things, but at the end of the day, no, you can't. You and, can't do it. And my thing is, in in a way, this is where his cycle starts. Like, oh, yeah. mm. he, he's in fifth grade, and he walked, forever had a story of, hey, man, you remember the first time you got the call, cops called on you? Yeah, I was in fifth grade, fifth grade. in school. Oh, God. So that's going to be forever in his mind. So, you know, it almost, from here on out, he's numb to... Getting the cops I'm called on right. him, so right, exactly, exactly. In fifth grade, like now he he's going with it for the rest of his life. I got the cops called on me in fifth grade. So again, I think it goes back to the wrong person in the classroom, right? Because she didn't even under the ramifications that we're talking about right now. I wish I could see you reaching for the ass, Brian. Say this. <laughs> she never went through her head because she's not the right. And it's not necessarily because she's, you know, Caucasian, right? Yes, right, 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 right. Very in touch. Right. Caucasian Absolutely. teachers during my, you know, tenure at all my schools. Absolutely. But 
she just wasn't because I know she's seen Barbecue Becky and Lemonade <laughs> and all these other people right. that and know that that's a issue with for African American students right now. So I don't. Again, I just think she was not. And then on the, inter- on the other side, she might know, and that maybe why she, she did. Right, she right. knew. Right. She, she could have known. You go. You look. When you, I call the police, I bet you get right. Mm-hmm. So again, mm-hmm. it's, it's definitely several wrong person, wrong place. Absolutely, absolutely, and, and it's definitely several uh, several sides you can look at it from. Because um, like we said before, we're educators or former educators still in education, but you know we will always think about both sides of the situation, like. Yes, she is an educator, and yes, she may have felt some kind of way with this particular student, and the student may have been bigger than her. Like, it's, it's just so many too, different ways. You have to do your due diligence in investigating afterwards. Absolutely. It cannot exactly. be a, oh, let me go back over the procedures with her. Well, did you go over the procedures in the beginning? Right. To be honest, but it has to be where you really investigate why her first choice. Right. Well, which we can't even say her first choice because it could have not been you're right. the first that, choice. But why eventually part. what she said because even if it was the third why eventually what you go to call the police. Right. Because even then I said wait a minute yeah come on now you hit me with this. Even when we are standing in the hallway and a fight is right there we still don't call the police. Right. It can be right there in front of me. I don't call the police. <laughs> <laughs> what are they going to do? Like it never even crossed my mind. I'm talking about full on brawl. Not, not the and, right. Or at least that's not in my job description. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe an administrator, but that's not no. I think mm-hmm. I think at the end of the day you have to go back through and look and see how are you how are you explaining to your teachers what the procedure should be and when you are feeling threatened. And you mm-hmm. can be feeling threatened by a kindergarten. I don't know, but what the steps should be in that case. And then if the teacher also knows if it's not being handled at, at the school level, who do I go to to make sure it gets handled? Right. Okay. And the thing about this is, and back to the teacher side, like this is going to impact her career. Yeah, this is going to follow her because we don't know who it is. Right, right. Most people in Seattle know, know who it is. is right. Yep. So yep. wherever she wants to go now, you know, so it's okay. And I think that's one of the things, and that's jobs across. We feel like it's not okay to turn down the job, but sometimes mm-hmm. you got to know, like this is. I don't need to be yep. at um, Eastside High. Mm-hmm. That's just not my no, personality. I don't have no baseball bat. You know, it. I'm not. I'm not here. That's you know, they, and I'm you not. know what's crazy that you said that. Um, I heard somebody say this about a couple years ago. The difference between Lean on Me and and Eastside High, the movie, is that in an hour and a half, the school changes. Right. But that doesn't happen in reality. Mm-hmm. You all the yelling and fussing and. And arguing and fighting with kids that it goes on for years. Yeah, it's, it's not a movie. It does not end. There is no director. There's no cast. <laughs> the characters that it may graduate or drop out come right. right back. There's no calling cut. No. There's no bringing them back. And right. Let's let's make a plan for what's gonna happen. And, and it actually goes. Uh, no. You, you have never to, know what's gonna happen from day to day. Right. You have to really, like you said, be conscious of who's coming in. Because you have to make them aware of what what the environment is. This is the expect like the expectation is for you to deliver excellent teaching, excellent service to these students. But we do have challenges. Be honest that we have challenges mm-hmm. because I'm more prepared for it. I'm, I know that it may be a day where a kid literally curses you out. So you just gonna cuss me out, yes, because I don't want to be around. And then tomorrow they're gonna come up to you and hug you and tell you they love you because you don't know what it was. You don't know what they were dealing with, but you're more prepared for it versus somebody just. You tell me all these kids angels, and then I find out Freddie yeah. Cool and Jason gonna pop out one day. <laughs> right. And I mean, most of the time, if you do your research, if she did her research, she knew. But this goes on to something that's probably gonna be a later discussion, right? 
We got openings. <laughs> I knew John. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's right on in there. Sounds like a plan. Yeah, Let's yeah. go. We're going to put you on it. We yeah. just go go with it. I need a job. Absolutely. And then you walk into hell. And yep. then you're mm-hmm. an administrator having to, like, fix it, you know. Yeah. And yeah. then yeah. this situation happens. So, again. Especially for a first year teacher, you're just trying to pair up with a job. It's not like the doctor's off. You know, the resident, you're ready, you match. You don't uh, match. You don't match. You're stuck. You're just going now. Well, we have discussed a lot today. Um, Brian got my head spinning because now I'm thinking about these different layers. Like, I really Ew. am Brian. I, see, that's why I like talking to Brian. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Because I will stay up at night and then be sort of like, wait a minute. Yep, yep. I got another thought. But um, what we want you guys to do is to go over to therighteffect.com and on the Instagram and make sure you subscribe to the page. Uh, follow us on Instagram. Also, subscribe to the podcast, the After School Talk Podcast. We will have Brian come back, right, Brian? Yeah, I'll be back. Oh, Brian, come back <laughs> No, it has to be kind of okay. Whenever you want me, <laughs> I got stuff to say. <laughs> I have, I have things to talk about. That's right. Because you know what, we can always talk about, like you said, the other layers, peeling back different things, that even about your own personal school experiences. I know you just recently had a teacher that passed away. I did, yeah. yeah. So I just want to shout him out, Doctor Antonio Hill, uh, Warren County. School system been there since I was there, so I know at least 12, 15 years, you know, in the game. He was my very small town, guys, for you. Don't know. <laughs> but he was my teacher, I think, six, seven, eight, and ninth grade. So he Jeez, transitioned sucks. from, yeah. He said very small. He, did, he, he transitioned even from that. middle school to high school <laughs> and across a few subjects. So language arts, like, his, like history, like, it, very small town. Very small town. Got you, got you, got you. Got to be talented <laughs> Yeah, so keep his family in your thoughts and prayers. Absolutely, absolutely. And thank you guys for tuning in.